Ladies and gentlemen, from Colonial Heights, Virginia, and all seasons tabletop studio, it's The Undiluted Truth with Mike and Ben. Today's episode, Dr. David Martin reveals the true numbers of worldwide COVID deaths and more. Do not forget to like, subscribe, and share. Our podcast email is theundilutedtruth.podcast at gmail.com. You know, I I was getting close to some sort of best behavior, and then I, then I messed up. I'm sorry. Yes, and it was an act. Yeah, acting. That's what it was, yeah. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Undiluted Truth. My name is Ben, and let's w- welcome in our host, Mike. Yes, and I am here. Yeah. Yeah, and well, and this is not an act, and we are here That is uh, true. on yes. this platform, and I am excited about this one today because one of my favorite presenters, one of my favorite doctors, attorney at law, just one of my favorite people, period, mm-hmm. that we were introduced with a few years back is Dr. David Martin, attorney at law. Excellent. And also, if you recall, he has, I think he still has, op- operates this company. I'm not sure if he does, but for many years, he was uh, investigating U.S. patents. So right, yeah. he is he is a bevy of knowledge. He knows this. And one of the things that, in, in, in this interview, he also speaks of he doesn't carry when he when he does these interviews or goes out to speak he doesn't carry a lot of documents as far as to you know re, you know uh, resources okay and he says it's because i he says i lived through all of this long ago and it continued continued and continued and it just kept you know snowballing and the story sort of uh, just kept continued to increase, and it was like he he was it was like he was part of the story. You know, he didn't have to read a script. Right, he was yeah. part of all of this because he was involved in it. Uh, which this interview he does bring up quite a bit. Now, this I will say up front is going to be a bit of a a carrot okay. dangling because we are going to be pulling a lot of information from this, and there's no way in the world we are going to be able to do it all in one episode. So uh, <laughs> this is different here, is uh, coming from a platform and a source that we have not used before. It's a gentleman named Greg Hunter uh, okay. who is doing this interview, and he's coming uh, to us from usawatchdog.com. That's his website. And as we said, uh, this is a – we're tapping into Rumble, which is eh, – I don't know if it's significant or not, but uh, – yeah, I think somewhat. You, you know, you can go on there and and, and pull up Doctor David Martin uh, on Rumble and find some great information. So, don't want to take a lot of time, but welcome all of you rock tumblers, rock tumblers and truth seekers. Boy, we're, you know the words just aren't flowing uh, no. like they should be today. And <laughs> yeah. believe me, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we we have been injected with the undiluted truth. Uh, so we're going to attempt to do that. <laughs> <laughs> for you today on uh-huh. this platform uh, and uh, give you everything that you need. I would suggest you right now, sometimes listening to 
interviews and listening to certain information, I, I suggest you find a quiet place that you're not interrupted because a lot of what David Martin has to say is heavy, heavy stuff. And some of it are facts that you may never have heard before. And mm-hmm. I know that I've heard a lot of this, but there was a there was a small handful of things that I'm like, wow, I don't remember that. I like the way he said that. That's okay. a good analogy, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah. Um, well, we all set over there. Absolutely. In the sound center. Okay. Well, without any further delay, let's uh, let's get going. And you're going to hear uh, Greg Hunter uh, voice first with Dr. David Martin. Here we go. Dr. David Martin, thank you for joining us today on USAWatchdog.com. Greg, it's great to be here. Thank you for having me. Uh, I, you know, I just want to start with just a really crude question because a lot of people think they're going to get away with this. You have the CEO of Pfizer, Berla, just out a few weeks ago. We're going to start suing people for misinformation. I think, whoo, wow. Are, they, uh, are these medical companies, uh, these uh, vaccine companies, these um, uh, the FDA, the NIH, the CDC, are they going to get, ri- uh, get away with what many people are calling a massive genocide? No, they're not, and and it's interesting. I mean, one of the one of the reasons why you don't hear companies like Pfizer or Moderna going after any of us who are actually disclosing information that is material is because to to prove defamation or to prove libel, you have to actually show the evidence that what we said was not true. And the problem is, a hundred percent of the evidence that we talk about is true. And um, so, so the cool thing is they can threaten all they want. The bad news is uh, they, they, they would have to disclose things that I can guarantee you they will never, ever disclose. And in fact, the shoe is on the other foot. As, as you probably know, we filed the very first federal case against the president, against CMS, and against um, the Department of Health and Human Services in Utah back in March. Oral arguments for that case are on July the 6th. And we are not only not going to be sued for, you know, any libel or misinformation, we are actually holding people criminally accountable for their domestic terrorism, their crimes against humanity, and the story of the coronavirus weaponization that goes back to 1998. Okay, so I'm going to jump in real quick. So that lawsuit and those arguments have already happened. So this this interview was in June. So he's speaking of the arguments are going to take place in in July. No, the the uh, the lawsuit went in right in March. Arguments coming July. This interview I think was in June. Okay. So basically, and you know, we we are here now in November. I'm not sure where those oral arguments are. We can we can check that 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 will be coming. So, hmm. uh, but he he'll mention his organization and so forth. And I just one quick caveat: you might hear a little. <laughs> some rumbling around in the studio or whatever. That's not us. That's on this video clip. So we can blame it on the interviewee, uh, whatever, but uh, <laughs> not yeah, yeah. not not to yeah. discount anything. I mean, we'll you let know, you know if it's God, us. Yes. God bless, uh, you know, Greg Hunter for what he does, but uh, pardon any uncontrollable uh, distractions that, that, that we can't, we have no control over. So, all right, right back to it. Uh, what, when you say the president, you're talking about president of the United States, President Trump, President Biden? Well, we, we, we are talking about the actor in chief that we have um, weekend at Bernie's, none other than Joe Biden. <laughs> well, named, well put. Yeah. A defendant in our case. So 
These people, I mean, so I, I, I'm reading all kinds of information. I mean, Dr. Pierre Corey says we could have saved 800,000 uh, people. Uh, this is a few months ago. If we had just used an ivermectin, they stopped that. Uh, the uh, deaths and injuries in bears and the tens of thousands, if not millions, uh, not just here in the United States, but then the other equivalent overseas. A lot of people have, have died already. A lot of people yeah. are in, are hurt already with this whole thing. Tell me about the impact so far, and is it going to get worse uh, with these CV-19 injections? Yeah, well, listen, yes, it's going to get much worse. Um, you know, the, the, the fact is that when you inject mRNA into a human being, which is what the, the current manipulations are, that mRNA uh, makes the human body produce a scheduled toxin. And by scheduled toxin, I mean this spike protein modeled after the coronavirus spike protein. And we need to be clear on the fact that by all of their own admission, the spike protein that the injection manufactures is a computer simulation of a chimera of the spike protein of coronavirus. It is, in fact, not a coronavirus vaccine. It is a spike protein instruction to make the human body produce a toxin, and that toxin has been scheduled as a known biologic agent of concern with respect to biological weapons for the last now decade and a half. So the fact of the matter is that the injections are an act of bioweapons and bioterrorism. They are not a public health measure. And the facts are very simple. This was premeditated. This was actually an action taken specifically as disclosed in 2015 at the National Academy of Sciences when Peter Daszak, who is the money launderer in chief, the guy who sent money over to the Wuhan labs in, in, in China during the gain of function moratorium, when he made the statement, as I've repeated many, many times, and I'll go ahead and read it for your audience, right. to sustain the funding beyond the crisis, we need to increase the public understanding for the need for medical countermeasures such as a pan-coronavirus vaccine. A key driver is the media and the economics will follow the hype. We need to use that hype to our advantage to get to the real issues. Investors will follow if they see profit at the end of the process. Okay, uh, that was a direct quote from Peter Daszak and he was a veterinarian that sort of was in, we, we'll call it in, in the beginning of this, in sort of a springboard to get this whole thing going at that time. It was mm -hmm. getting close. Yeah. Uh, and the more of David Martin that you listen to, you'll find out that there, there were some other things happening many, many years ago. He, he mentioned just at the beginning of that, that these this chimera replication, this computer-generated uh, chimera right. uh, code, if you will, mm -hmm. to make this spike protein was going on 10, 10 years prior. Yeah, they were what, working on these things. Right. Wasn't it, wasn't it Peter Daszak, if I'm remembering correctly, he's the veterinarian, yes. that back in 1997 or eight patented the spike protein the, is, is yeah that, filed i think filed a patent filed, uh, for okay. that and and I, that i thought i remembered the name so I, yes yeah. same guy because you know you, okay. you, you have dashik fauci and barrick all sort of wrapped in 
tight of in the mid, 15, 16, and then moving forward. I mean, these guys were key okay. players. Right. Okay. So, all right, here we go. Peter Daszak in 2015 actually stated that this entire exercise was a campaign of domestic terror to get the public to accept a universal vaccine platform using a known biological weapon. And that is their own words, not my interpretation. Wow. These, uh, these people that have done this, uh, and then the people that have taken these shots, I've been saying this all along, that when they figure out they've been poisoned, they're going to, I mean, we're talking about Antifa, Black Lives Don't Matter. Uh, you're talking about the Democrats that Cliff High said 19 of 20, you know, got the Kool-Aid line, they got double yep. vaxxed and boosted. They're going to go crazy, are they not? Well, if they're, uh, if they're around to do the going crazy part, um, a lot of them are dying. A lot more of them will die. Um, what we do know, for example, is that both the shot as well as the treatment that Anthony Fauci promoted, remdesivir, actually has a 53% kill rate in the trials that were done in Africa. The fact of the matter is an enormous number of people who are injected are already carrying the seeds of their own demise. Because wow. what we do know mm. is that the instructions that are encoded in both the Pfizer and the Moderna shot include nucleic acid sequences that the human body has never seen ever. They are wow. not part of nature. They are part of a genetic engineering experiment that has never had animal trials. It has never gone through clinical trials, and it is 100% unknown other than the fact that we know that a lot of people are going to die because a lot of people already have and many more will because of blood clots, because of endothelial cell lining damage that's being done to the cardiovascular system, to liver function, to kidney function, to pulmonary function, and that says nothing about reproductive or cancer effects that we anticipate and some of which we've already started to see. And I think, just quickly, the key there is wow. that what has been injected has never been injected. The body has never seen anything like this before. And the only history we have the the only facts we have as to cause and effect is what we've seen happen over the last I don't know year and a half couple of years so mm -hmm. and he named all of these things so well it's it, and yeah. I think his key is basically what he's saying is we are not sure yeah people will die people will will be you know permanently disabled and so forth we just don't know because this has never taken place before. How I think that's very profound because there's so yeah. many people today that are calling it a vaccine are going, what do you mean this? No, we've been getting vaccines for you know for years. Mm -hmm. It's not a vaccine, folks. Yeah, this is a he's he's calling it for what it is. It's a biological by definition a biological weapon because it causes harm. Yeah, intentionally. Yeah. And I, I've, I just found it interesting when he mentioned, uh, and maybe he'll go into more depth, but when he mentioned the study in Africa, 53% kill rate with the combination there. Yes. So if you look at that, 
then then the question is, okay, even if you give them the benefit of the doubt, okay, 25%, how many vaccines have been rolled out? Oh, millions. What's 25% Pro- of Probably that? Hundred, so hundreds of millions. If you went off of kind of that statistic and said 25% of these people are going to die. Right. That's a huge well, number. You're, you're, I mean, come yeah, on. You're up, you know, 30, 40, maybe 50 million. Yeah. <laughs> I think wow. he, I think he gets into a number, and I and if I'm not mistaken, that number is closer to about 700 million. I mean, Ante- just, just hearing that that makes sense. Yeah, anticipated. Yeah. I mean, because this is worldwide, right? I mean, exactly, worldwide anticipated death. Wow, at least. And and if I'm not mistaken, that's based on their numbers, mm-hmm. not this isn't conjecture from right. David Martin or anyone. Interesting. All right, here we go. How, what I guess the 64th. Thousand dollar question. The million dollar question is how many people do you think are going to die? Cliff, Cliff, I was talking about thirty or forty million, and that doesn't. Well, count based the on their sick. own uh, 2011 estimate, and and Greg, I mean, this is a chilling estimate, but we just have to put it out there. In 2011, when the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the Chinese CDC, the Wellcome Trust, Jeremy Farr, the Wellcome Trust, and others published the decade of vaccination for the World Health Organization back in 2011, their stated objective was a population reduction of 15% of the world's population. Put that in perspective, that's about 700 million people dead. Right. How many do you think will die here in the US of A? Well, an enormous number. I mean, listen, the, the, the tragedy of this particular injection, as we now can see in every day's press releases, um, people who were injected, including people like Anthony Fauci, including most of the people surrounding the White House, if he including was enormous numbers of people in various public health settings, and including Justin Trudeau times two, people who have been injected and boosted and all kinds of other things are now contracting COVID at actually quite alarming rates. Now, the fact of the matter is what that means is that they are starting to show up, having their bodies systemically producing a runaway biologic weapon called the spike protein associated with coronavirus. Wow. And the fact of the matter is we are going to see a very large population killed off. And that was not by accident. That was by design. Mm. If you just look at, uh, take their numbers, their numbers say, I don't know, a couple, uh, Ed Dowd said more than 200,000 Americans took at least one shot. Uh, and if you just take that raw number, wow, well, 10% would be 20 million. Right. Yep. Um, and, and we're talking thirty million. What we what we know what we know is that the spike protein was such a tragic error in terms of the first time it was engineered. Because remember, I think it's important for your listeners and viewers to remember that in 1999, when Anthony Fauci and Ralph Barrick at the University of North Carolina Chapel Hill decided to start weaponizing coronavirus. They patented in 2002, and you heard that date correctly. That's a year before the SARS outbreak in China the first time. They patented what they called a, quote, infectious replication defective chimera of coronavirus. And let's unpack what that means. Infectious means that it actually is more lethal to the target. Replication defective means it's 
damage is primarily to the target and not to the target's family or friends or community or anything else. And in 2002, the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill patented the replication defective infectious coronavirus chimera, which then became the first instance of SARS. And it was perfected in 2013 to 2016 during the gain-of-function moratorium, where the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill was given an exemption from the gain-of-function moratorium so they could continue to weaponize the virus to the point where, in 2016, Ralph Barrick published a paper in which he said the Wuhan Institute of Virology Virus 1 coronavirus was, quote, poised for human emergence, end quote. So they knew this all along. You know, they knew it was a bioweapon since 2005. They knew it was effective at taking out populations, harming populations, intimidating and coercing populations. And they did that all very intentionally for the purpose of destroying humanity. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, you heard that correctly. Now, wow. when I told you before this began that David Martin is full of knowledge because he experienced it, he's thrown out some things like a patent on a SARS-CoV-2 mm -hmm. uh, 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 bioweapon, if you will, in, two, uh, in th 2002. Mm -hmm. this, these things are not new. The same players are still, you know, I mean, if he, he mentions Fauci, he mentions Ralph Barrick, and these guys are still in, sort of in the news. Fauci, obviously. Ralph yeah. Barrick, not so often, but he's right. still a key player in all of this. But you, that's why we really needed. Sometimes you might go, "Wow, I'm, I'm going to have to listen to this again and maybe take some notes because these, these not j these are facts." And I yeah. love the I love what David Martin says. These are it. It all comes from them. But the fact that he says they did it, they knew what they were doing, and it was to reduce the population of humanity. Period. Right. That's right. that's stunning. Yeah, and 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 my opinion and my definition is pure evil. Absolutely, and I, I was I was reminded of I believe it was 2011 that, uh, and I f I'm going to forget the company. Maybe you'll remember with me, but there was a company that I believe it was David Martin was talking about on one of the other podcasts that we did um, that got a grant to start. It was about 2011 to start and hadn't produced anything up until coronavirus that was viable. Was that, well, that wasn't Moderna, Moderna, was it? Moderna, I believe it was because it, it Moderna was tied to basically technology, if I'm not mistaken. I don't want to misspeak, but yeah, yeah. but he might. But, I, but it was I can't a remember, yeah, but it was... Yes, it was a company that hadn't yeah. done anything up until this right. coronavirus. Well, Moderna, so, we got it. We got to remember is a Bill Gates thing. So right. he's technology, yeah. and they. I'm yeah. sure that was it because they know nothing about but vaccines or or any of this stuff. But remember what their their uh, I forget what it's called the their mantra or whatever the write up as to what they were supposed to be doing was basically I forget the wording, but it was like it wasn't good. You know, it was like basically doomsday type of, you know, right. uh, research or something. If, you know, 
I can't remember the word. Do you remember sort of? I I don't. I don't. Yeah, uh, that I sort can't of gets, remember it. But this yeah. reminded me of that because I'm like the timeline. He mentioned mm-hmm. 2011. I'm like, well, that's when that company got their funding to do. He may uh, like, he may bring it up, uh, and of course, you know, a lot of this funding came from uh, you and I as right. taxpayers, yeah. You know, yeah, because it went right into the NIH and mm-hmm. NIAID uh, with these guys. So yeah, all right. Well, let's continue on because. Absolutely, it is just yeah. I hope you have your your pen and paper out, and maybe even a, a recorder. But save this episode. Yeah, save this episode for sure. Here we go. Oh, uh, there's a lot to write down. Um, <laughs> could you just give me an idea, ballpark? How many millions do you think will die, and what's the time window? Just a ballpark. Estimate. Well. By by their own estimate, they're looking for 700 million people globally, and that would put the U.S. Um, participation in that certainly as a pro rata of of injected population somewhere between 75 and 100 million people. That's wait, that's in wow. the USA or that's yes. the world? USA. No, that's in the United States. Somewhere between 75 million and 100 million people. Mm-hmm. And what's the time frame that they'll die in? Well. There's certainly there's a lot of economic reasons why people hope that it's between now and 2028. We don't know. Um, not the least of their concerns is that by 2028 we have a tiny little glitch on the horizon, which is the illiquidity of the Social Security and Medicare and Medicaid programs. So the fewer people who are recipients of Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid, the better. Mm. Um, not surprisingly, it's it's probably one of the motivations that led to the recommendation that people over the age of 65 were the first ones getting injected. Uh, mm-hmm. If and now you're talking about, <laughs> I'm sorry, I got to unpack this. I mean, it, okay, you unpack yeah. it, Greg. We got a we got a comment here from Mr. Ben. Yeah, I was just going to say really quick, you will not surely die, <laughs> and yeah. that is coming from. Oh yes, yeah, right. Yeah. You, you will not surely die. Yeah, yeah. that's it, right there in the Garden of Eden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Take take this and you will yes. not surely die. Oh, there it's just go. an apple. It's good for you, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It might even make you smarter. Uh, uh, n- yeah. Not. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Greg, Greg, this, uh, you know, it, it's interesting to me because this interview being done by Greg Hunter, I've, I'm just kind of getting acquainted with him. And I'm watching him squirm and, you know, kind of hold his head and, you know, he, he, he needs duct getting, tape. He's getting exasperated. Yeah. Like he says, whoa, man, this is my first interview with, with this gentleman here. Yeah. We sort of know what, what David Martin brings. Mm-hmm. So, but it is kind of interesting to watch. Here we go. Let's get back to it. Uh, hang in there, Greg. <laughs> You're, this is a great, that's why I've been so excited to have you on. I've been looking at your videos and all that. Uh, you, uh, how many people, if you get 75 to 100 million people who are, are going to die between now and 2028, how many people are going to be sick? Well, there's there's two layers of that question, Greg, and that's a beautiful question to ask because obviously um, there are enormous numbers of known, and by known we mean microvascular traumas, we mean clotting, we need coronary artery disease, we know there's pulmonary function. We know there's liver function and kidney function problems. And so we've got three different pieces of your question that need to be addressed. First of all, there's going to be people who outright die, and they are doing so right now. There are remarkable numbers of people who are dying of 
sudden cardiac deaths, sudden um, acute deaths associated with clotting elsewhere, mostly pulmonary. Um, so you have that function going on. You have the uh, malingering and, and what we would consider more of a, a slow process of, of ultimate mortality, but it would be um, what we would call morbidity at first. It's people getting more and more sick. The tragedy is the third piece that we don't talk about very much are caregivers in the United States who in fact were encouraged and then forced under the CMS ruling to be injected. So we are going mm -hmm. to be taking out the population of people trained to take care of the sick and dying. Sad. And so one of the problems that really people aren't talking about, and you know, you start hearing rumblings of the, about this in the, the airline industry where people are starting to go, why are there so few pilots suddenly? You know, why is it that we're suddenly having 700 flights a day being canceled because allegedly airlines don't have pilots? And, you know, the dirty secret, as you know now, because it's been published many times, is there are a lot of pilots who are having microvascular problems and clotting problems, and that keeps them out of the cockpit, which is a good place to not have them if they're going to throw a clot for a stroke or a heart attack. Yeah, but the problem agreed. is we're going to start seeing that exact same phenomenon in the healthcare industry and at a much larger scale, which means we now have, in addition to the problem of the actual morbidity and mortality, meaning people getting sick and people dying, we actually have that targeting the healthcare industry writ large, which means we are going to have doctors and nurses who are going to be among the sick and the dead. And that means that the sick and the dying also do not get care. Okay, we're going to pause this. Yeah, we didn't already have a shortage of nurses before this. Right. And now, well, yeah. Well, you think about it. Let's just take them for a sec before we wrap up. Uh, unfortunately, we're going to have to uh, close out this episode. But uh, let's just take that for a sec. Many of the nurses and doctors, I would tend to just by memory think, nurses outnumbered the doctors in this respect of not wanting or not actually taking the vaccine. And guess what? They were taken out by employment. Right. They lost their jobs. Right. Now, in doing so, how many of them got back into the critical care or caring role right. of employment? Don't know. Okay. But I guarantee you not all of them that lost their jobs are back gainfully employed, helping patients and so forth. Right. Uh, so, you know, that's sort of a double whammy when it comes to those that are caring for us. And one that he didn't mention, and I'm not sure if he does, but we will just throw that in here now. Also, when you think about it, he mentioned pilots. You, you've got the the, the healthcare right. uh, uh, employees. And you also have a massive number of military people that have got this, yep. you know, now being part of the military, I know by growing up in a military family, every time we went to the doctor or the hospital, it was a military establishment. Yep. Well, guess what? They, uh, until here recently, when uh, ICANN won a, a lawsuit that they couldn't vaccinate one branch. And we believe that was uh, the air force, but regardless, <laughs> How many got vaccinated prior to that? So right. you've got another large number, and I don't know if he was counting that, but but within 
the just because they were in the military that they, they happened to be within the medical field as well. So right, yeah, yes, That's- that we we have only scratched the surface here with this interview, uh, ladies and gentlemen, and we are glad to be able to bring it to you. We are. Sorry, we can't bring you the entire thing right now, <laughs> yeah. today, because it is it is so powerful. But uh, you can you can find this on Rumble if you choose. Uh, but uh, it it might not be as intriguing without our expert comments. Uh, right. That, yeah. that that we and 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 and, and some of our uh, uh, humor that we that we add. But th- this is there's nothing funny. No. About this right here. This is absolutely sit up in your chair, stunning. Mm-hmm. What David Martin is is bringing forward to us, and it is current as current as you know from June to November. So just a few months ago, uh, but we're going to be doing some research on that one case that he talked about, uh, where they were uh, bringing arguments to see where that is. But m- more importantly. What he is bringing forward, the history of this, the actual facts that this mankind didn't stumble upon some virus that was, you know, happened between a bat and a pangolin uh, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden entered into humans. This was all put together. And I, I think he'll bring it up because, you know, another misnomer and in a, in a, in another misdirect is that it came from Wu came from Wuhan. Well, I will tell you as we get ready to wrap up here, it did not come from Wuhan, and David Martin will tell you exactly where it came from and how. All right. So, all right. Let's, uh, well, mm. let's wrap it up here, Ben, uh, with a word of prayer. All right. Sounds good. Dear Father in heaven, Lord, we thank you for the blessings that you've given us. We thank you for this platform here on The Undiluted Truth. We thank you for individuals like Dr. David Martin and like Greg Hunter. Uh, there's many people out there. And and it, it's sort of exciting, uh, Father, to learn of new individuals that are standing up for the truth and bringing the truth out in whatever platform they have. So we ask for special blessings upon Greg and his his platform and, and all that they do over there. And uh, special blessings also on uh, Dr. David Martin, he is involved in so much when it comes to uh, truth and helping to bring justice to those that have perpetrated uh, m- murder and and other crimes upon innocent people. We ask for special blessings upon our listeners. Help them continue to hunger and thirst after your righteousness and seek truth with all of their might and give them the courage to stand when they have that opportunity. We thank you for uh, being here with us, guiding and leading this particular episode. And as we part ways, as usual, we ask that every intent of our thought be pure. We ask and pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to join us again every Tuesday and Thursday on The Undiluted Truth. 
And remember, rock tumblers, with all of your might, continue to diligently seek truth. God bless you.